Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Vlinlota Francesco, and this week I'm not in Fort Collins, I'm in Omaha, so both I'm joined and I'm sitting right next to my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max, and now we're both in the city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how you doing? Uh, how's how's the last few days been? I guess, I mean, we've only been here for a day, but... Well, yeah, this is this is weird because I, I, I can see you, not, yeah. <laughs> not on the TV screen. I don't know if that's good or bad, I don't know. Um, but it is different. And then I have a really nice microphone that you happen to bring me. Yeah, so did, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of feeling, yeah. you know. I'm, it's, a, it's a bougie episode. It yeah. is, it is. It's um, awesome. I wish yeah. we had a wind to talk about, know, you know. Same. Oh, well, it is, it is what it is. We'll get into it in a minute. But uh, we're going to start here with Husker Volleyball real quick. Uh, most recent, I guess not most recent, but uh, Nebraska recently, uh, last three games that they've played, uh, we are talking about the Ohio State game that they're in the middle of last week. Uh, they lost the first two sets, won the third, and lost the fourth, ended up losing 3-1 to one to number 6 Ohio State. Uh, they swept the next two teams. They played Iowa and then number 19 Purdue. Uh, that Purdue game was uh, on Sunday, so that would be yesterday. We're recording on Monday, the 21st of November. Uh, and then we got two more games left against Wisconsin, who is really, really good. And have, uh, and only game that we've lost that we haven't won a set in, I believe. Um, yeah. So we're only only team to not uh, that we haven't taken a set off yet. And uh, then we got Minnesota, who's not too great i believe we've already played them oh we actually haven't so i don't know how good they are specifically I, i'm not huge into the well, uh, volleyball but. minnesota's 13 and 5 in the conference which is in, in the big 10 that's not good because you're 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 breathing fire every week yeah against every just about every opponent the, the you you talked about ohio state and and the thing that was surprising we always talk about what what we were surprised at usually about the husker football game but uh, Ohio State over the weekend lost two games. And they yeah. were they were in the top position, first place, and they lost to uh, Indiana and to Maryland, both unranked teams. And how does that happen? Yeah, I mean it's got to be. I don't know who it's Ohio. Crazy. Yeah, I know it is pretty crazy. I don't know who Ohio State is specifically going to be playing next. Um, but the, uh, I mean. Losing games like that, you can't do that, especially when you're sitting at the top of the right. uh, of the like standings in the Big Ten, where it's so hard to get up to the top of the Big Ten. And then once you finally get there, it's like, oh, okay. So they have, uh, let's see. So the women's volleyball team for uh, Ohio State, they have uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota left. They they're inverse of Nebraska, I guess. So when we're playing Wisconsin, wow. they will be playing. Minnesota. Do you suppose the people who put together that uh, that schedule had a little in mind, like this is going to come down <laughs> to the wire? Maybe I don't know. Wow. But, uh, talk about it, but we'll we'll have to see. I don't know. Uh, this Wisconsin team's pretty dang good, seventeen and one. Yep. Uh, and then, as you said, Minnesota's still pretty good at thirteen and five in the conference. Uh, it, sorry, Wisconsin seventeen and one in conference. Um, right. So I mean, so that means wouldn't Wisconsin be ahead of Nebraska? In the yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So, but if if the Huskers win both games, right, they would. The worst they Wisconsin. can do is to tie for the conference, and their goal was to win it. But you still win it. You yeah, still you win just win it outright. Exactly. That's exactly. still okay. And so, I mean, I don't know who Wisconsin's playing. I'm not gonna really look it up, but um, I I think that if Wisconsin's not gonna lose their last game of the season against, oh, maybe it is against Ohio State. So maybe I don't know. 
but we'll, we'll have to see. That could be interesting. Nebraska's got to win first on Friday. Uh, well, I mean, hopefully we'll get two Nebraska wins on Friday. We'll talk about that Iowa game something. in a minute. That'll be we may great. have to do another podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think we, we interrupt this podcast <laughs> to bring you a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on here to. Well, wait. We fo- got, oh, sorry. We got the we got the coaching that uh, new coach, new head coach, just going to. Right, that's what, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what you're Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. Well, if I would just keep my big yeah. mouth shut, you know. Like, yeah. um, but, yeah, we got the new head coach. Probably, I don't, this isn't my guess. Grandpa was guessing this. I agree with this. I don't see why there wouldn't be a, I mean, you just look at the factors playing into it with transfer portal dates and everything and uh, recruits and signing day and all that kind of stuff. But Grandpa thinks that it's going to be Sunday, like this this coming Sunday at the very end of the season was, is when Nebraska is going to announce their new coach. Um, and I mean, we're going to have to see it's, it's going to be a really difficult task to turn around this Husker football team. Uh, I mean, you have the recruiting aspect and we've talked about this for multiple weeks. Now, whoever comes in, they're going to be stupid if they let Mickey Joseph go right, and that would be the dumbest decision you can make. He, it is, it's not hard to see his impact on recruiting on these players and the way they're playing. Um, but yeah, what, are, what are your thoughts on this uh, coaching thing here, Grandpa? No, I, I think that's absolutely true. I, I, but, you know, some of this comes down to if I'm given the task of turning around a, a, a football program that has had six consecutive losing seasons, and really seven out of the last eight years have been losing seasons, I'm going to say I'm going to bring all my – I want all my guns in, in the game. I, I, you're not going to tell me who I can – or who I have to keep – but I, I obviously don't think that that's going to be the case. Um, I think Trev probably, Trev Alberts, AD, is probably said, you know, if there's any way possible, please keep Mickey Joseph. But I got to believe the, these coaches, there's a, there's a small fraternity that they know who is a great recruiter. Word gets around very quickly. They know yeah. who's, who you can, you know, rely on and, and who not to. And I would, I would think, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think Mickey Joseph is just your run-of-the-mill, you know, assistant. Uh, you know, uh, well, in this case, he's a he's the interim head coach, but he was hired as a as a wide receiver coach. Yeah, he's not just any uh, guy off the off the bus. He's uh, I think you and I have met him. Uh, I've, I've we're both blown away by him. How mm-hmm. how Im- yeah. we're just impressed by him. Um, yeah. and, and I. He's he's a he's a guy you you're, everybody likes. I mean, he just there's just a uh, an aura about Mickey, and so yeah, I'm 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 very very hopeful about that. Beyond that, you know, maybe maybe a Bill Bush, maybe I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Outside of outside of uh, like keeping, I, yeah. I mean, Bill Bush is it's kind of hard with Bill Bush because he was brought on as special teams, and then right. he got. As soon as Shenander got fired, then right. they transferred him to defense, which yep. he really – I mean, he's not super suited for defense. The defense has looked pretty dang good, I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Um, I I got to look at their, at their point totals here, but I think that uh, – so Shenander got fired after the Oklahoma game. Is that right? No, before that. Before Oklahoma. Yeah. So, I mean, we got scored 49 by Oklahoma. That's pretty rough. But Bill Bush, that's you just have a week to do anything. But that, since right. then, it's been 21-13, discard Purdue at 43, which, I mean, I mean, not discard, but still, that's not a great amount. And then 29-20, 34 against a good Michigan team, and 15. So it's not terrible. You're allowing 28 points per game, which is 
pretty god awful bad. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it would be it would be better if we were averaging more, but we're only averaging about twenty two points per game now. Right. So, uh, I, I it's it, it's I don't know. I I think that it's not the same with Mickey. Mickey's the one clear one where you have to keep him. Uh, and I think Husker fans are going to be really mad if he's gone. Uh, yeah, I think so. After whatever, I mean, by Sunday, I don't know. I think the players are going to be really upset too. He's only been there for a year, right? Um, and the impact he's had is massive. But anyway, uh, anything else you want to say about the coach? No, situation? I just uh, we should probably get on to the Wisconsin game. It was another, you know, you got to when we were up fourteen to three. Yeah, I said, yeah, I, I wasn't like feeling really. Hey, yeah. we got this game. Because Nebraska usually finds a way to lose a game, and I was hoping I was really wanted. I had a text already for Mickey Joseph. I was gonna say I'm so happy and proud for you and the and the uh, football players. I really wanted a win for Mickey. It yeah. would have been fitting and proper. Yeah. And, it, and on it, senior night, on senior yeah, day, yeah, 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 everything, yeah. And it, you know, and then you got you got Casey who's back in the lineup. That was. That was great news. We, yeah. we know what the other guys can and can't do, and unfortunately, there's too much can't in that. Um, yeah, you know, and it was it was a winnable game. And this is one of the worst uh, Wisconsin teams. Oh, definitely come down the pike in a definitely. long time. This game should have been a Husker win. And you go back, and I hate to keep rehashing this, but you lose to Northwestern. They have not won another game since that game in Ireland. Yeah. Not a single one, mm-hmm. and then you lose to Georgia Southern, who is mid in the Sun Belt. Not they're not really that great. Right. So I mean, it's just the the way that this team is playing now. They would have beaten Northwestern, I think. They definitely would have beaten Georgia Southern because they can finish. They, I mean, they didn't finish this game here. I think I, I don't really know what happened. We can talk about it a little bit, but I don't know what went on. It. I haven't seen. I watched the last. Um, Eight minutes or so before it, before we drove out here to Omaha, and uh, it was just it wasn't the Nebraska team I was used to seeing in these past few games that I've been praising so highly for fighting for yeah. all sixty minutes. Yeah, they let it. Th- you're up fourteen three. You can't get cocky. Fourteen three is nothing against Wisconsin. That's I mean eleven points is nothing. Uh, Wisconsin really could have won by more if they would have uh, converted their two point tries. They were playing like Nebraska has been under Scott Frost. Yeah. Just yep. making stupid mistakes. Um, no, and some of the play calling was – it was it – was, you're right. It did give me a little bit of, like, Scott Frost vibe to it because <laughs> the, when you have the ball – there was maybe three minutes or so left in the game. Nebraska gets pinned at their 10-yard line or so. Yeah. And third and 12 or something like that where you kind of like it's like you have to have it because yeah. Wisconsin's got all this momentum and you just do a little run play for four yards and punt yeah. the ball back to them yeah. and you haven't been punting well because you're punting into the wind yeah it was just like what why like at least try for the first time if you're gonna punt give them the five yards that you just gained like it doesn't matter and then of course Wisconsin drives down and scores the uh, ended up being winning touchdown there and uh just I mean you're not giving your defense enough time to it's just you just go three and out, three and out, three and out. That doesn't help you. It just it, it looked like Scott Frost's team, and it was it was really sad to see because you wanted it you, you wanted it to be a win. You wanted it for for those guys, and then also for for Nebraska and for Nebraska fans. But it wasn't what it I, I it wasn't one as uh, was in the cards. So I I don't know. It's it's kind of rough. This this one's been a little bit of a kick in the mouth. Uh, the 
other wins, it was like, okay, these teams are better than us. This was a game where I was like, okay, Casey comes back, we can make this interesting. Right. And I said that last week yep. uh, in the episode. And I, I mean, it was close. It shouldn't have really been that close. I think Nebraska could have scored more than they did. Um, but I, another another game in a row, Nebraska doesn't have a turnover, but ends up losing. Yeah, that's that. That's that's hard to hard to take. It's um, this season is uh, it's just slipped away. I, I guess you could salvage a season with a win Thurs, uh, Thursday. Excuse me, Friday at yep. uh, at Iowa. But I just. The way Iowa's playing, they've they've seemed to find their mojo. They always have great smothering defense and great special teams. Their offense still is terrible, but yeah. they they rely on their scoring for their defense and their special teams to get them points. Um, and the, and the Big Ten overall doesn't score a lot of points this year. Now you you got some exceptions with uh, Michigan and Ohio State, but I think through the league. Scoring is way down. You see these games like Saturday's game with uh, Wisconsin, 15-14. You see some 13-10 to 10 games. Yeah, with Iowa and Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean. So I don't know. It's uh, The Big Ten used to be three yards in a cloud of dust. And I, you know, I it, guess it there's... It still kind of is a little bit, but it's just it's different. It, it's more of... Not you're not just smash mouth running the football the entire time. It's not that style. It's more of you mix in the not RPO plays, but you just mix in some reads where you can bootleg or something like that. Like you see a lot. Like that's what um, Minnesota does really well, uh, and Illinois has been doing that pretty well as well with Tommy DeVito, who's a better quarterback that I, I think than Tanner Morgan. Uh, so, but they just Illinois just doesn't run as effectively because Tommy DeVito's only been there for not even a full season yet, but. Um, I mean, you just have you have a little bit of flair, but it's not enough to score. Like Maryland is Maryland and Ohio State uh, are really the only two teams that have like a crazy passing offense that people are. Uh, I mean, it's it's in the Big Ten that's you're scoring a lot of points through passing touchdowns. Michigan's scoring a lot of points, but it's all on the ground. Right. And I mean, this Michigan Ohio State game might be a bust because Blake Corum got injured on Saturday. So if he can't play, Michigan's basically done. So we'll we'll have to see we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, no, as you said, it, with it, Iowa uh, smothering defense, really good special teams, and they just wait they wait for you to make a mistake and capitalize off of it, which is why Nebraska Absolutely. hasn't beat them in five years. Right. Um. I mean, I think it's more. I I don't remember specifically, but um, it, it's just like Nebraska. They know that some the teams will shoot themselves in the foot. The one thing that's hopeful about these no turnovers. If we don't have a turnover against Iowa. We have a shot in that game because their, their offense is horrible. It's terrible. Well, and then, that, then we talk about how bad Iowa's de- or, uh, offense is. Nebraska Saturday against Wisconsin had you remember the the total number uh, twenty seven yards total, total offense in the first in the second half second half twenty seven total yards twenty that I think that's in the fourth quarter I believe on I might be wrong quarter, on that but still I mean. That, I mean, you don't, you can't beat the sisters of the poor doing that. That's just crazy. Yeah. Now let's see. Second half, uh, Nebraska's drives. You got punt, touchdown. Okay, good. And then punt, punt, end of game. <laughs> it just get in the drive lengths. I mean, you get three minutes off the clock when you need to run time off the clock. Right. You only run a minute forty seconds off the forty-seven off the clock. That's just you can't do that when you're. It's a five-point def five-point 
lead and you got the ball on your what like five five yard line what was it uh anyway it was yeah your own 11 yard line to start with um and that was i mean oh here the play call is talking about it's second and 13 at your own eight yard line after casey after anthony grant gets stopped behind the line for three Mm -hmm. yards Mm -hmm. and then you just have a run play for six yards and then it's third and seven and then you try a pass you got to get some sort of chunk play back to get i I don't know what the play calling was um I, i i get so it wasn't as bad as here like kick this on or not the onside kick or whatever against uh northwestern <laughs> uh, <laughs> that so, will go down in history is one of the worst what we're talking about is when scott frost was we were up by what 11 points yeah uh, on in ireland against northwestern and scott we just scored and scott frost calls an onside kick and, mm-hmm. and the you momentum give, changed yeah, exactly. that you second. just give northwestern the ball back right at midfield That's the well that was that was a saving grace for for uh, uh pat fitzgerald at, at northwestern it's like yeah, we didn't go zero and twelve this year. Yeah. We got one. Yeah, no thanks kidding. to that stupid call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's so first. I mean, Northwestern's going to go one and eleven. They're playing Illinois. There's no way in heck they win that game. Uh, I mean, their one win is against Nebraska. Just, I mean, talk about a sucker punch. Like, yes. I mean, we thought Northwestern was not going to be great this year, but I don't know. I don't. Maybe it is time to get rid of Pat Fitzgerald. Who knows? I have no clue. I would take him in a heartbeat because he's he has his hands tied behind his back uh, at at Northwestern. Their their uh, how they uh, their requirements to qualify to attend the school are, are, are higher. It's a it's a I believe it's a private school, Northwestern. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's and um, so and they they don't they don't like going in the transfer portal. He lost. Several good players off last year's team. Yeah, and they weren't able to make up the talent. No, they always run the ball really well. But when you can't recruit, I mean, you're getting kids recruited away and transfer portal all stuff. You can't do that. Good luck. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's probably not going to happen considering he's on a course of a, a one and eleven season. But uh, uh, Pat Fitzgerald can coach. He's a good coach, yep. and I, I like. Him. I have all the respect in the world for him. Yeah, but, no, uh, I'd be with you. If he, I mean, if they're like, okay, new head coach in Nebraska is Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, I don't think that's likely, but I would not be upset about that. He is he's a defensive-minded coach, and Northwestern's defenses have always been really, really yep. good, really solid. Uh, I mean, it still was against Nebraska. allowed 28 points, but Nebraska's offense, as we've seen, can be very, very dynamic. And uh, that was the first game of the season, and they don't know what to expect because they haven't seen this team yet. But, uh, I mean, 28 points is... Uh, not that much in the grand scheme of things, and I know that Pat Fitzgerald, you give him the talent that we have in Nebraska, and uh, he would definitely make something out of it, and we'd be a very hard team to score against, and these Iowa-Nebraska games might turn into like a 3-0 game because right. <laughs> you get Kirk Ferentz against Pat Fitzgerald, but anyway. Um, it's going to be interesting Friday to see time of possession. Oh, yeah. You'd almost think it's going to be close, and, in, in, you know, I don't know your thoughts on that. Um yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be close to 30-30. Maybe. Uh, I, don't I don't know. I feel like Nebraska might actually win the time of possession battle because it's hard to score really quickly against Iowa's defense. Right. But Iowa's offense is so terrible that they won't have the ball that long if they keep going three and out. But who knows? It depends on how Nebraska's defense plays. But if I had to say right now, I want to say maybe 36 minutes to Nebraska and the other 24 to Iowa. 
But I could see Iowa still winning the game in that situation after Nebraska has the ball for that much time. But, I mean, Nebraska's averaging 26 minutes uh, of time of possession per game. Wow. Uh, and, and so you they're behind. They're, the opponent gets the ball for seven more minutes every single game on average. Right. Uh, we haven't won a time of possession battle since week, what is that, one, two, three, four, five, since week six Good against week. Uh, Rutgers. And it was only by two minutes <laughs> so I, I mean i don't know but i, I mean it, we have looked better when we've won the time of possession battle uh, i won uh the one uh exception that would be purdue when we had the ball for 17 minutes and scored 37 points um but anyway we'll, we'll have to see how it goes with iowa it's going to be interesting i don't know what are your what are your thoughts on uh, that iowa game coming up here well we Friday? just we haven't we haven't beaten iowa since kenny bill Caught a touchdown pass oh, in that overtime. Was a great game. I love yeah. that game. Uh, and we had um, we had uh, we got to meet uh, the punt returner. Um, oh, Demarne personnel. Yeah, Demarne right, right, personnel. Yeah, yeah. And they kept you and I asked him, "Well, kept why did Iowa him. punt to you?" And he yeah. said, "I don't know. I'm sure glad they did." Yeah, yeah. Oh, how I miss having a, a return threat. I mean, yeah. I mean, Tommy Hills looks fine. He's, I mean, he's not like great, but to be fair, I think if he stays next year and just as a return specialist, you don't get that. Many college, a lot of college teams don't have that, and he's fast. Which yeah, he seen. is. So uh, he's not like Demorne though. There was no one else like Demorne. I mean, what you besides and I, Johnny Rogers, but yeah. well, you and I interviewed uh, Johnny Rogers, and he's he just he hates fair catching. He says nobody ever caught it, never scored a touchdown on a fair catch. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's you not know, wrong, but yeah, he. Uh, I told you that he was at our uh, Husker Fan Salute the Troops event uh, last weekend mm-hmm. uh, for the Michigan game I, two yeah. weeks ago yeah, or a week and a half ago, whatever. And uh, he brought he had a thumb drive, so he showed uh, highlights of his career. One of them was returning a, a punt, uh, and he the last probably 20 yards he ran backward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. But, yeah, he said, you know, just fair catching on a punt is just like, oh, it's can't do that and but it's easy for johnny because he was great uh nobody great could returner. catch the guy he was no. he was amazing uh, really great player uh anyway but what are you, what are your keys to the game for this iowa game coming up here grandpa oh boy it's iowa it does what it does best and and i'm i'm afraid that nebraska is going to lose i think i think we're 10 point dogs again you can check that up i'll check that out uh, we're playing at Iowa. Um, you know, they're just they're they're a much better coached team. They have, I think, we have better talent at certain skill positions. Um, if I think if Casey Thompson had that offensive line, uh, or maybe that's not a great offensive line, but they it's it's a good. It's much better than what we have. Yeah, I mean everything else clicks when your lines are doing their job, the D line and the O line. Um, it's just uh, you know you, you, Casey and whoever is back there at quarterback is just running for his life after about the first second and a half. Yeah, and uh, you can't you can't operate an offense that way. You, the the new coach coming in is going to have to solve that. He's going to have to say he's going to have to have experience in in developing. Um, offensive lines in my yeah. view i think that's going to be a must yeah no i agree and i think that i mean this iowa game coming up we 
Iowa only averages 17.5 points per game, but they only give up 13.5. <laughs> so uh, the and yeah, and as you said, the the line right now is 10 and a half yeah. uh, in, in favor of Iowa. Now uh, the over under is 38, which I feel like is really high. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think it would be that. So I'm not a betting person, but I would definitely take the under here. I would think um, you're at a 13. Don't, don't quote me on that. 13-10 game, 17-10. Yeah, I mean I they've all been the last. Four or five games have all been really close. Yeah, uh, all but went in within one score, which is the bane of Nebraska's existence for these past three years, um, unfortunately. But uh, I mean, Nebraska's gonna not have to make mistakes and capitalize on Iowa's mistakes because Iowa doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but lately they've been making more than they than than a normal Iowa team. Like uh, Spencer Petras has a five. Uh, five touchdowns, five interceptions on the season. So, I mean, he doesn't throw the ball a lot, but you got to – they don't have a – usually Iowa has like one running back threat, which just kills Nebraska. They don't have that this year. There's not a real prevalent running back there. Um, Their leading receiver only has 600 yards. It's their tight end, and he only has one touchdown, Sam Sam Laporta. Um, He's a good one, though. He is a very good tight end. I mean, Iowa's basically like – I mean, you look at all the tight ends in the NFL and three of them that are, like, the best in the NFL. Yep. TJ Hawkinson, Iowa. Noah Fant from yep. Iowa. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. But anyway, oh, the, the but. guy for uh, 49ers. Oh, George Kittle, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just yeah. some of the best tight ends in the NFL right. from Iowa. So, they, I mean, we're going to have to lock him down. But they don't have a receiver that can really take the top off the defense like we can with Trey Palmer. Uh, Vocalex looked pretty good these past few weeks so i mean there's ways that we can definitely win this game it's good it's just nebraska's just gonna have to show up and show up in a really big way uh for this to work and i mean it's gonna be close i I think it's gonna be close i just hope for mickey joseph that he can go out and you know does that salvage a season no but he won will have won one more game than Frost did last year. Not that I mean it's still terrible. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but at least he could go out on a winning note, and uh, you know you have something to build upon. That's not much. I mean, you went you're four and eight. And there's not, I guess, there's not much difference between four and eight and three and nine. I mean, when at the end of the season, it's like, well, you had a terrible season, so you won four games, so you won three games. Not a big difference. But I just I would still like to see. Mickey get a, a win and yeah. over over a, a rival, you know. Yeah, exactly, and bring the bring the heroes trophy home, and it hasn't been home in a in a long time. So, right. I mean, I think he would. I don't know if Nebraska fans are super mad. I, personally, I'm not upset at him as an interim coach, first year at right. Nebraska. It's right. first year in the Big Ten. Right. It's really hard as a coach. I mean, I know yep. he played, but uh, I know it's hard to adjust uh, to that. And I mean, he doesn't know he was going to be the head coach, be the interim head coach at the end of the season. He wasn't planning for that. And I think he's done a really good job uh, so far as we've as we've been talking about. But uh, yeah, I, I want it. I want the win for him, uh, and I want it. I think it kind of salvages Nebraska season a little bit. Not not the record. Yeah. But I know. It, definitely is like okay we ended the season with a with a signature win against a seven and, i mean i was not bad they're seven and four it would be a good win right to end the season and a rivalry game that we haven't won in right. six years you break it just some some sort of little bit of hope that like you snapped a long losing streak against someone and i mean i, I think we can do it as i said you're gonna have to not turn the ball over and capitalize off those mistakes for Iowa. And I mean, Troy Palmer and Casey Thompson are going to have to be in sync because Iowa's defense coverage wise, isn't that great? They're always good against the run. 
but coverage-wise, I think Trey Palmer can get free, start working against these uh, DBs for Iowa, and hopefully, hopefully uh, get a long touchdown pass, swing the momentum. I mean, this game's all going to be about momentum because it's going to be really close because neither team is great at scoring a lot of points quickly, right? Iowa especially. So you got to keep the momentum on your side as much as possible, and just don't just squash any any amount of hope that they have, uh, and just immediately just squash it right right from the gate. So we'll those those wins uh, or those losses for Nebraska against Iowa, I think there's been only one game there that that got out of hand, but they were all basically been winnable games uh, for Nebraska. As I yeah. said, there there's I mean last at least year, one yeah. exception. Yeah. But, you know, so they're not – it isn't like we're getting blown out, you know, 50 to nothing. You're in the fourth quarter in every one of those games. We've taken them to overtime where we ended up losing. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I I just – I'm not very optimistic that we're going to pull this one out, but I sure would love it for, for Mickey. And uh, that's yeah. – yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, hopefully. By the um, time we do our next podcast, we will have – we will know who the next head coach is definitely uh, nebraska and that's gonna be then that'll be a lot to talk about definitely we might have to do a whole nother episode on that we'll we'll figure it out (laughs) but um just quick injury thing before we wrap up here uh marquis buford did get injured against wisconsin haven't seen too much about what he actually got injured luke gifford filled in for him didn't really notice him, so he was. I mean, I, not I, not terrible, but not great. Yeah, Isaac Gifford. Luke is in. Sorry, the Isaac. NFL. Uh, yeah, yeah, Luke is in the NFL. His yeah. brother. Um, yeah, Isaac Gifford, uh, and then also Logan Smothers is going to be uh, Casey Thompson's backup uh, on Friday because uh, Chuba had that high high ankle sprain, right. underwent surgery, um, so he's no longer listed as a quarterback. So uh, Jarrett Sinek, the guy that we were yeah. talking about, is going to be. Uh, the third string, so right. good for him. So hopefully he doesn't get to that, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, I didn't really see what happened to Marcus Buford. I wasn't. I didn't. I, I think he hurt his knee. I think he tore up his knee. He tore his ACL. I mean, he got carted off the field. I I, I saw I saw that part. I just didn't yeah. see the actual play. Uh, Mickey didn't Mickey didn't see what happened either. He just knew. He just saw that it was ugly. Um, so I, I mean, that's not super great. Uh, so I I mean, it's just really sad to see because he's. He's such a good player, been locked down on defense for us all year. Now, I will say Malcolm Hartsog, another interception. You know, he, he and really Ernest good. Hausman, they're both true freshmen. And Mickey elevated, well, at, well, Ernest, I think, played early, and then he was kind of benched because he didn't play well. He was a true freshman. He's 18 years old. But yeah. those guys, Hausman is just, he's, you know, inside linebacker. Uh, you got to take your hat off to him. He's a heck of a player. And then... As you said, uh, 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 who was the other guy you just said? Hartzog? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he played really well. Guy, yeah, his third interception of the of the season. You know, these are just kids. They were playing high school football a year ago. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and they're playing really well. So yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a lot. I mean, when you talk about returning talent, that's a phrase that doesn't really get thrown around that much right. in college football now because of how fast things change with transfer portal and you're allowed to leave after your junior year for the NFL. Right. You don't get a lot of returning talent unless you get really good freshmen. And, I mean, we got two really good returning starters coming next year, someone to anchor our DBs, someone right. to anchor the linebacking core. Uh, so, I mean, it it sucks that um, – it was it Reimer that went down? I, I keep yeah. thinking. Yeah, well um, – no, uh, 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 what's his face from Burke High? Uh, 
Nick Heinrich. Yeah, Heinrich, Heinrich, uh, right. Uh, Heinrich went down. Just bummer to see him go down, uh, especially after the way he's been playing. But, I mean, you get Ernest Osmond's been playing really well. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you got to say about no, all this? No, we'll uh, just wait and see, and we'll watch the game together, which should be kind yeah, of great. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm, I'm excited for that. I mean, no matter what or lose, you, watching watching uh, football with your grandpa is something that, you don't, <laughs> that, you don't, that never gets old, uh, no matter how old your grandpa is. <laughs> so, and you um, got an old one, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now you don't have to remind me. I'm going to remember this there time. There you go. There so you go. Uh, make sure, tell your friends, tell your enemies. I remember. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. And um, yeah, tell tell everyone that you're seeing. Uh, if you're going to the Iowa game, uh, best of luck. Don't uh, pick a fight with Iowa fans because you they probably will win the game and maybe the fight. I don't know. who. <laughs> I don't know if you're picking a fight. But anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back next week on Sunday. Uh, I will be back in Fort Collins by that time, unfortunately. So this is going to be a, uh, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun just being in the same basement here. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you want to leave us voicemails, uh, anything about Iowa game, anything from the season, we'd love to hear those again. I know I haven't said the number in a long time, but it's a nine seven zero seven four three zero five seven five. That's nine seven zero seven four three zero five seven five. If you want to leave us a voicemail there, and we'll play them on the show. Uh, you can also email uh, questions and stuff like that to HBTH podcast at protonmail.com. Uh, and I'll just try to make it simple for you. Just give you guys that one. Uh, Grandpa does have one, but I'll give it. I'll, I'll just give you the one. The HBTH podcast at protonmail.com or um, huskerdan at cox.net. Uh, all right, we'll give them both. <laughs> um, but that is all we have. Thank you guys so much for listening every single week and downloading. So uh, we will talk to you guys next Go week. Go Big Red. Go Big Red, and hopefully we got another coach talking.